The Bible Study Podcast, Episode 50. This is the ninth episode in a series about what the Church is and what it's called to be. And this episode will focus on prayer. Welcome to the Bible Study Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Christensen. One of the oldest and most consistent themes that runs through the Bible, Old Testament and New, is a call for God's people to pray. Whether it be the verses in Second Chronicles chapter 7 at the dedication of the temple, If my people who are called by my name will humble themselves and pray, and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and will heal their land. Or whether it be verses from the New Testament, where we constantly see Jesus spending time in prayer, and we see the disciples asking how to pray and receiving from Jesus what we know as the Lord's Prayer, is a theme that is both talked about as well as demonstrated by Jesus and by the disciples as well as by the Old Testament people of God. And when we talk about prayer, clearly Jesus' intention as he gives instructions before he gives the Lord's Prayer is authentic prayer. It's not showy prayer. It's not prayer for public spectacle or prayer whose intent is to make others think that we are more holy than we are. And so Jesus in Matthew 6 gives these instructions. And when you pray, do not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the street corners to be seen by men. I tell you the truth, they have received their reward in full. But when you pray... Go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And when you pray, do not keep on babbling like pagans, for they think they will be heard because of their many words. Do not be like them, for your Father knows what you need before you ask him. It's not that there's anything wrong with public prayer, but there's obviously a temptation in public prayer to pray to the other people in the room or to pray for the benefit of those who are listening. I've heard people do that in the way of a sermon, where basically they're preaching a sermon to the other people in the room through their prayers, or to do it to impress people. And both of those things are not what is intended when Jesus calls us as a church to pray. And there is power in prayer. One story that illustrates that is the healing of a boy with an evil spirit, One particular version comes from Mark 9, and it's just after the transfiguration. As they come down from the mountain, we get this story. When they came to the other disciples, they saw a large crowd around them and the teachers of the law arguing with them. As soon as all the people saw Jesus, they were overwhelmed with wonder and ran to greet him. What are you arguing with them about, he asked. A man in the crowd answered, Teacher, I brought you my son, who is possessed by a spirit that has robbed him of speech. Whenever it seizes him, it throws him to the ground. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. I asked your disciples to drive out the spirit, but they could not. O unbelieving generation, Jesus replied, How long shall I stay with you? How long shall I put up with you? Bring the boy to me. So they brought him. When the spirit saw Jesus, it immediately threw the boy into a convulsion. He fell to the ground and rolled around, foaming at the mouth. Jesus asked the boy's father, How long has he been like this? From childhood, he answered, It has often thrown him into the fire or water to kill him. But if you can do anything, take pity on us and help us. If you can, said Jesus, everything is possible for him who believes. 
Immediately the boy's father exclaimed, I do believe. Help me overcome my unbelief. When Jesus saw that a crowd was running to the scene, he rebuked the evil spirit. You deaf and mute spirit, he said, I command you, come out of him and never enter him again. The spirit shrieked, convulsed him violently, and came out. The boy looked so much like a corpse that many said he's dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him to his feet, and he stood up. After Jesus had gone indoors, his disciples asked him privately, Why couldn't we drive it out? He replied, This kind can only come out by prayer. The early church understood that importance of prayer. One of the things that points that out is some of the verses about the early church in Acts 2, starting at verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching, to the fellowship, to the breaking of the bread, and to prayer. That's a real short list there. It goes on to talk about that everyone was filled with awe, and many wonders and miraculous signs were done by the apostles. The believers had everything in common. They sold their possessions and such. But they're devoting themselves to a very small amount of things. Teaching, fellowship, breaking of bread, and prayer. Prayer is one of the four basic things that our churches should be built on. Everything we do should be supported by prayer. In my personal experience, there are two different places that I've been where I have really seen that acted out. One was at a non-denominational camp, which was very fundamental in the formation of my faith when I was just a kid through high school. And the way that particular retreat worked, it was a week-long retreat, is they had a 24-hour prayer vigil. At every moment during that week, someone was in a prayer chapel, and they were praying for everything that was going on. And I was always astounded how much happened in a week there, and how many lives I saw changed in a week. And yet I think it's because it was always supported by prayer. Similarly, the college group that I was in, there were some years that I was there that the group really thrived. And coincidentally, there was a four-year period where there were a group of people, mostly guys from the class right behind me, who devoted themselves every day, every weekday at 4 p.m. They would gather in the chaplain's office and they would pray. And so five days a week, they were in prayer for the group. And during that time period, I think the group was very strong. And I think after that time period, after that group graduated, there were a number of major problems that the group went through, including the a breakup of leadership over a major issue. And I attribute that to the underpinning of prayer. The early church had a problem at one point where they had disagreements about how food was distributed because they had put everything in common. And they decided that it didn't make sense for the apostles to spend their time dealing with these sort of issues because they should be devoting themselves, as it says in Acts, in chapter 6, to prayer. And it goes like this. In those days when the number of disciples were increasing, the Grecian Jews among them complained against the Hebraic Jews because their widows were being overlooked in the daily distribution of food. So the twelve gathered all the disciples together and said, It would not be right for us to neglect the ministry of the word in order to wait on tables. Brothers, choose seven men among you who are known to be full of the spirit and wisdom. We will turn this responsibility over to them and will give our attention to prayer and the ministry of the word. And so they choose the seven original deacons, 
And of course, what do they do for them? They pray for them, and they lay their hands on them. Prayer was what the disciples needed to be spending their time on. Prayer and the ministry of the word. Prayer is this underlying, supporting, guiding, strengthening, fundamental part of the churches and the individuals that make up the church relationship with God. In Romans 12, Paul manages to summarize in about 12 verses the total calling of the Christian life. Check out verses 9 through 21 if you're interested. But in there, one of the first things he said is, Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, and faithful in prayer. In an earlier Bible study podcast, when we talked about the armor of God, I pointed out verse 18 of Ephesians 6, which, after talking about the armor of God, says, And pray in the Spirit on all occasions, with all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert and always keep on praying for all the saints. Philippians 4, which is another set of verses which tries to summarize the Christian life. And in there again, Rejoice in the Lord always. I say again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evidence to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And finally, this is what James has to say about prayer in James 5. Is any one of you in trouble? He should pray. Is anyone happy? Let him sing songs of praise. Is any one of you sick? He should call the elders of the church to pray over him and anoint him with oil in the name of the Lord. And the prayer offered in faith will make the sick person well, and the Lord will raise him up. If he has sinned, he will be forgiven. Then confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The prayer of a righteous man is powerful and effective. Elijah was a man like this. He prayed earnestly that it would not rain, and it did not rain in the land for three and a half years. And he prayed, and the heavens gave rain, and the earth produced its crops. This is, so far, a nine-part series on what the church is and what the church should be. And honestly, if we forget at least seven of them and remember that the church is called to be loving and that the church is called to be prayerful, I think we'd do okay. And with that, we'll bring this episode of the Bible Study Podcast to a close. If you have any questions, send me an email at host at thebiblestudypodcast.com or leave a comment at thebiblestudypodcast.com. And as always, thanks so much for listening. The best and the brightest served up daily by the sharpest minds in content delivery, pod show, and limelight. Finding uplifting news in today's headlines is often like searching for a needle in a haystack. At the Story Behind podcast, we believe in the power of finding heartwarming tales and are happy to share empowering stories with you every week. Get inspired by the note a waitress received from a patron dining alone. And even hear about how one VIP passenger made a hard-working pilot get emotional before his flight. To start listening to the Story Behind podcast, visit lifeaudio.com.